Wow. The Pirates have confirmed that there are approximately 9,000 tickets left for the home opener, which is April 2nd versus Minnesota at PNC Park. 9,000. That is a ton of tickets still left for opening day. If opening day is not sold out, that makes a statement. If there's like 5,000 empty seats, that makes a bigger statement. But honestly, with over two weeks still to go, it will probably sell out. Not for sure, but probably. 9,000 tickets, though, being available now? That's scary. Not disturbing. Not a death knell. Like I said, doesn't mean it won't be sold out by the time the first pitch is thrown. But scary. My name is Mark Madden. I am what's causing all this. The number to dial is 412-333-WXDX or do what the cool kids do and follow me on Twitter at Mark Madden X. NFL free agency starts tomorrow at 4 p.m. The earliest the Steelers have ever signed a player is the day after free agency started. That happened twice. Those players were Ladarius Green and Mike Mitchell. So, memo to Kevin Colbert, the GM. Take your time. The citizens get all riled up about free agency, but the Steelers rarely do anything of note. And I don't think they're going to recycle Lawrence Timmons. I just don't think that's going to happen. New Orleans resigned Juke Breeze before he had free agency. I think that was always going to happen. Miami cut Nadamakong Su. Some teams are weeding out the douchebags. Case Keenum is going to go to Denver. Kirk Cousin wound up going to Minnesota. Three years, $84 million, all of it guaranteed, which is insane. More on that a bit later. Oh, and Paul Pizlesny retired. Hopewell, Penn State, Jacksonville. 11 National Football League seasons. Great career for Paul Pizlesny. The Penguins don't play again till tomorrow night at New York Rangers and then Thursday at Montreal. You can watch that game with me, the super genius, Mark Madden, at the Boulevard. It's right on Route 30 in Greensburg. That's Thursday night. A Penguins viewing party with me, the super genius, at the Boulevard in Greensburg. Down at the Boulevard, they take it hard. And if you're worried about missing NCAA basketball action, they got more than one TV at the Boulevard. In fact, they got a whole bunch of them. So come on in, watch the pens, watch the tournament, and meet me, the super genius. That's Thursday night at the Boulevard in Greensburg. A couple big developments last night in the NHL. Marc-Andre Fleury got career win number 400. And better yet, he beat Philadelphia to get it. Flowers headed to the Hall of Fame. I thought maybe going to Vegas might derail, but it may be accelerating. And then Alex Ovechkin got goal number 600. You got to give that guy credit. He is the best goal scorer of his generation, and it's in an era where goal scoring is down. 
So Ovi might be the greatest goal scorer of all time. Pertnier, if not Plum. I would certainly put Ovi up there with the pure finishers like Mario Lemieux and Mike Bossy and Brett Hull. It's being debated. Will Ovi stick around long enough to catch Gretzky? Well, if he maintains his current goal-scoring pace, which is .606 per game, he would catch Gretzky six seasons from now, give or take. Early six, excuse me, middle to late six, early seven seasons from now, for most goals all time. But I don't think that's going to happen because Ovi's goal scoring will decelerate at some point. But Ovi is amazing. Such a great combination of speed, touch, and power. If Ovi had three cups and Sid didn't have any, people would talk about Ovi as being better than Sid. But Sid has three cups. Ovi has zero. And that did not happen by accident. In fact, in each of those cups, Pittsburgh and Sid beat Ovi and Washington. So make no mistake, Sid is better than Ovi. I'd take Sid, period. But I like goal scores. It's the essence of the game and the essence of the game's enjoyment. Like I often say, nobody goes to the game hoping the puck doesn't go in. Alex Ovechkin makes the puck go in. He's very entertaining and exciting. I almost wish Ovi would win a cup. Almost. Because I don't want Ovi's success to be at the Penguins' expense. But that's the kind of respect I have for Alex Ovechkin. I want your thoughts on Ovi and your thoughts on Flower, 412-333-WXDX. This just in, after taking pay cuts to stay with New England each of the last few off-seasons, the receiver, Danny Amendola, is expected to sign with Miami. Well, he's a stiller killer and uh, a big cog in that Patriots championship machine, and usually they have no trouble replacing guys. I think they might have a tough time replacing Amendola. And I think he just got tired of giving hometown discounts to, to win. Now he's like, okay, I've won enough. I gots to get mine, to paraphrase Martavis Bryant. Uh, besides Ovi and Flower, I also want your thoughts on 9,000 tickets still being available for the Pirate opener. What's that a reflection of? 412-333-9939. People wonder on Twitter, what would Nutting's reaction be if a lot of seats go unsold for the opener? Yo, all he would do is cut costs somewhere else to keep the profit margin strong. Maybe Jay Hay gets traded. I told all of you what Nutting was about years ago. And very few believe me. He never had anything at heart but profit and greed. And that little stretch of winning was just a happy coincidence that fed his greed. I knew it all along. I'm like Winston Churchill in the 30s. What's darkest hour? You'll know what I mean. The caption now one point ahead of the Penguins, and the Penguins are three points ahead of the Flyers. The Penguins are only five points ahead of a wild card, so things can change very quickly. Columbus won last night and has now won five in a row. The Blue Jackets are 6-2 and two with Ian Cole in the lineup, and he has two goals, 
after scoring last night. And two goals are one more than Broussard has if you're keeping score at home, and I imagine many of you are. Uh, the Tiger Woods debate continues as America continues to throb like the red light on top of a cop car over Tiger's second-place finish at the Podunk Invitational. I'll get to that in just a few moments. And then there's Le'Veon Bell, sweet, sassy, molassie. What's going to happen with Le'Veon Bell? Until Bell shows up, we do not know, and it's very exciting. I want to get to the Kirk Cousins contract uh, for one second. Minnesota will pay Cousins $84 million over three years, and every set is guaranteed. Cousins' career record as a starter is 26-30-1. His career record against teams with more than nine wins, excuse me, nine wins or more, teams over 500, is 4-19. Kirk Cousins has never won a playoff game. He's thrown 99 touchdowns and 55 interceptions, which is mediocre. And he just got $84 million guaranteed. It seems that every time a quarterback signs a new deal, that guy is the new highest paid quarterback in history. We got Stan Saverin at 430. Mike Pursuta at 515. Don't forget, tomorrow night, it's very exciting. At Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore, it's the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate. Bob McLaughlin's the host. The panel is me, Saverin, Crowley, Benz, and Pursuta. Sean Collier, the very funny comedian, is the warm-up act. Limited VIP passes are left, so go to 10590x.com. And uh, it will be something to remember. Or something to try to forget. And either way, it'll be very entertaining. It's the Mark Madden Show 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark. I think you're absolutely hilarious. It's an acquired taste. You have the answer, Mark. Thank you. Wait, I wasn't done insulting you. The X at 105.9. NFL free agents aren't supposed to be able to sign till tomorrow. But there's news leaking of all these deals that have been agreed to, so why not start free agency today? Andrew Norwell, guard from Carolina. He's no longer a guard from Carolina. He just signed with Jacksonville, and his deal's worth $13.3 million per year, which is the same figure the Steelers have offered Le'Veon Bell. And if that doesn't tell you it's a passing league, I don't know what does. That a guy who protects the quarterback is considered more important than the guy who runs the ball, or at least as important if average annual value is any reflection. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. Uh, I want to get back to the Tiger Woods debate. Tiger finished second at the uh, Podunk Invitational. What's it called? The Valspar Championships in Florida. Not first, but second. Not gold, but silver. Not winner, but runner-up. Not first, but second. And not even second, but tied for second. And I bet you can't even name with who. I bet you can't even name who won 
But you know, the Tiger finished second, and you're yanking and cranking because of it. Here's my memo to all the Tiger fanboys out there. It's not mandatory to root for him and not illegal to root against him. I can emote as I please, thank you very much. And it's hilarious when people say, as they have for the past two days on Twitter, well, you root for so-and-so, a football player, say, and he's done bad things, same as Tiger, so you're a hypocrite. To which I respond with three letters, G, F, Y. Not everything a person thinks has to interlock according to your delicate sensibilities, you douchebag. And that's what's wrong with America in a nutshell these days. Before I can think something, I have to run it by you to make sure it makes sense. And that's beyond absurd. I don't like Tiger Woods. He's a phony. He betrayed his image and his career in the worst way. And I believe when he kept withdrawing from tournaments when he was playing bad, sometimes that was his back. I'm a back. And sometimes the back provided a handy excuse for him to get out of Dodge because he sucked. I don't like Tiger, and I root against him. And I still say Tiger's biggest value to golf is to play well but finish second. And that especially goes in the majors. Look, Tiger can never become the best golfer ever. That's Jax Nicholas. Tiger had his chance, and he came up short. And there are some people who think, oh, Tiger's going to win the Masters, going to win the U.S. Open, going to be what he was. Jack Nicholas is the greatest golfer of all time. After Jack turned 42... He won one major and two other PGA events. Tiger is currently 42. Now, if Jack Nicklaus, the greatest golfer of all time, if that's all he could do, and I'm not minimizing it, that's pretty impressive. To win the Masters at 46 like Jack did to get that last hurrah, it was certainly a magic moment. But if you made me choose between last gasp and new beginning after what Tiger did at the Podunk Open, I'd say last gasp. And if I could bet on one or the other, Tiger winning the Masters or missing the cut, I would bet missing the cut. You know what would be a more interesting bet? Tiger top 10 or missing the cut. That would be debatable. 412-333-9939 is the number to call. We got so much material today. Too much material today. I have so much to talk about. I don't know what to talk about. Oh, Penguins update. Matt Murray took shots today before practice. He is going to go on the road trip to New York and Montreal. I don't know what that means because Murray hasn't yet practiced. Obviously, you're going to err on the side of caution, given that the Penguins are locked into a playoff spot. And the Penguins take the concussion protocol very seriously, so I don't think Murray would, like, quote-unquote, come back early if the Penguins were in jeopardy. And don't kid yourself, on a lot of teams, guys not only come back early from concussions, they pretend they don't have concussions and, and don't miss any time. 
Brian Russ practiced today on a line with Broussard and Kessel. No news on Zach Aston Reese. It's like he was abducted by aliens. No word on Dominic Simone either. It feels like the Penguins are not just killing time until the playoffs. You want to be healthy. You want to be playing well. You want to get all your experimenting out of the way, like with line combinations and such. But the race in the Metro is so tight. The Penguins could slip down to the wildcard picture inside of a week. And that's something you don't want. Probably. Although, hey, okay, frigate, let's play Tampa in the first round. If you win, you probably win the whole thing. If you don't, finally, a decent lengthy summer. 412-333-9939. We got Jeremy and Alex on hold. Hopefully they'll stay on hold. It's the Mark Madden Show 105.9. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hi, Dylan. How are you? We got the clap. Can't be beat. Got it off the back of a toilet seat. The X at 105.9. Martellus Bennett's the tight end. Martellus Bennett got cut by the New England Patriots last week. And today he tweeted that people dehumanize athletes. That's his word, dehumanize. Uh, We dehumanize athletes who get cut like they aren't real with families. That's a good point. But Martellus Bennett has career earnings of $33 million. So his family is going to be okay. If I made $33 mil, I could live with being dehumanized on Twitter or wherever. As long as I had $33 million. NFL players are so self-centered and have such thin skins. And about Martellus Bennett in particular, after that tweet... I feel very comfortable in saying he is absolutely and totally out of touch. Speaking of unemployed football players, uh, I don't get the big deal made about William Gay getting released by the Steelers. Yeah, he had been with the Steelers since 2007, and he won a Super Bowl. But William Gay was very, very peripheral. A nickel mostly is what he was. Actually, Gay was more like a dime, as in a dime a dozen. I guess he posted something on social media like, the young guys are ready, pass the torch, blah, blah, blah. Now, if by torch you mean burned, well, then I guess that makes sense. William Gay is a ham and egger. He did have three touchdowns in 2014. That's his career highlight. Three interceptions that year and three touchdowns. So... A job well done to Willie Gay, but uh, the Steelers were here before he came, and they'll be here long after he leaves. Celebrating the guys who did something and won something and meant something, that I get. But I see all these things from Stooge writers, which we have no shortage of in Pittsburgh. Willie Gay was a true professional, and he gave the best part of his... Shut up! That's like when Craig Adams left. I worked with Craig Adams for, how long was he a Penguin? Like for seven or eight years? And like when he left, I wasn't like, well, you know, Craig Adams in 2009, fourth liner acquired from Carolina, played such a big role on the Stanley Cup winning team, a real servant to the Penguin cause, yada, yada. No, I said, wow, 
Thank God that guy's gone. Can't believe we gave him a two-year deal that one time. Let's go to Jeremy in Kennedy Township. Jeremy, you're on the Mark Madden Show. Hey, Double M, big fan. Uh, just wanted to give you a little insight into the pirate situation. I work full-time at the 9-11th airlift wing, and uh, most people know we're about to acquire some new airplanes, but we have to do a tail flash for that that, that has some art evoking the city of Pittsburgh. Uh, we've been talking about including the symbols for the three sports teams, the uh, Penn, Steelers, and Pirates. Well, at this point, we've all pretty much voted to not include the Pirates P on that tail flash. Why? Just, I guess everyone's just so disgusted with the situation. So wait, this is this is a military plane, right? It is, sir. And you're going to blow off the Pirates? Sounds like it. I hope not, but... So who's, like whose decision is that? Is that like Trump's or... Where's that decision no. come from? No, that'll that'll go a little lower than than the president. It'll be our most likely our uh, our group commander. So you have an access to a plane. I have access. I run a regular basis. Yes. Like any bombers? Uh no, no, we're cargo planes, sir. Because I was going to say, like on a on a weeknight in April, you could bomb PNC Park, and it really wouldn't cause that much loss of life. Well, we can we can certainly drop some stuff in there. I can't say it'd be bombs or it wouldn't smell great. Drop like leaflets. Surrender now. You're surrounded <laughs> like like Dunkirk. In fact, if, if only it were that easy, sir. In fact, I believe sometime in May, the pirate situation will be very reminiscent of Dunkirk. We'll have to send uh, leisure boats down the Mon to rescue fans who, we bought tickets. Why did we do that? What were we thinking? Let's go to Jay in East Liverpool. Jay, you're on the Mark Madden Show. What's up, Double M? What up? I want to uh, make a comment about the Tiger Woods situation. Go ahead. I know you don't like Tiger, but in the last take the last two years away. So when from age 20 to age 40, that's 20 years. Tiger, yeah, yeah, we know we know how great he was. What's your point? N- never played in those little scrub tournaments. No one's denying how guys. great he was. He would have okay? played in those tournaments. He would have won six or seven but more he didn't. tournaments a year. But he didn't. But he didn't. You, you don't. You don't judge all-time greatness played, by what could have he, happened. You judge it by what actually occurred. But he played against twice the competition Jack ever did. Who cares? Twice. Who cares? It's, 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 it's about numbers. Who won the most majors? Who won the most majors? Who won the most majors? No, no, the only number... Put them on hold. Put them on hold. Okay, you can hear me. I can't hear you, and the audience can't hear you. The only number I want you to tell me when I take you off hold is how many majors did Jack win and how many majors did Tiger win? Any other number or statement... Will result in your immediate... Oh, you hung up. There you go. Tiger, Tiger, Tiger. Woulda, coulda, shoulda. If he was healthy, he'd have won a jillion tournaments. He'd have won a jillion majors. He'd have been so good, he'd have won five majors in one year. He'd have won the Masters twice. Let's go to Alex in North Hills. Alex, you're on with Double M. Hey, Mark. How are you today? Terrific. Hey, I wanted to uh, I wanted to get your thoughts. Uh, I wanted to kind of shift to the the Vegas Golden Knights there. I wanted to see what your opinion was. Do you think it was the coaching staff and the scouting when they uh, like originally drafted, or do you think it was because 
they didn't have as much star power. Like it wasn't like an established franchise, and they could let uh, people like William Carlson and Marcia So kind of. Well, I, know, I think with some chain. of the players, they got lucky. Mm. W- William Carlson, all these goals. There's no way that uh, George McPhee, the GM, or Jerry Gallant, the coach. There's no way they saw that coming. Right. Uh, I, I do think the expansion rules were very liberal and gave them a, a better chance at assembling a good team than a typical NHL expansion team of years past. Also, I think McPhee had so many side deals going. Give us this and we won't take this guy. Give us that we won't take the other guy. I think he confused teams that would have been better off just saying, okay, here's our list, pick a guy. I think McPhee got more out of the process than he would have had the other teams not, by and large, outsmarted themselves. Right. It's a good team, no question, but... I think that uh, I think they've been playing at a high gear all year by way of trying to make the best out of an expansion situation and, and trying to prove that the teams that they played for were mistaken in letting them go. And once they got momentum, they never looked back. But I think now you see them slowing down a bit because other teams with the playoffs looming are starting to find that extra gear themselves. And again, it wouldn't shock me if the Golden Knights got to the conference final. It wouldn't shock me if they go out in the first round. Right now, the Ducks are third at Pacific Division, Anaheim. Anaheim would be a rough matchup for Vegas in the first round if they dropped a wild card. I would put Anaheim to beat Vegas in a series in any round in seven games. Uh, Boy, here's a... Item that we could all rejoice. The Patriots have been in contact with James Harrison regarding a possible return in 2018. This guy is just never going to go home. He must really need money. In all seriousness, to play the game the way he did, and I know about his training and I see the videos, and gee, he really works hard. Harrison is the hardest worker I've ever seen. You know how I know? Because he tells us all the time. His body got to be beat up the way that guy's played football. And uh, him sticking around, if he's drooling into a cup in five years, I'll have no sympathy for him. Again, I'll have no sympathy for him if he gets, if if pretty much anything bad happens to the guy because I I don't like him and I don't respect him. But uh, anyway, the Patriots want him back. Now with uh, the quarterback from Minnesota, Kirk Cousins, agreeing to a deal there, with him getting $84 million guaranteed for three years, Aaron Rodgers wants $30 million per year in his next deal. Nuts, right? But I can't criticize it. I mean, I can't criticize Bell for getting what he, what he can. I just think he's overvaluing himself. Then again, with the kind of money, I mean, you heard what I said moments ago. Andrew Norwell, the guard from Carolina, going to Jacksonville, and his average annual value was 13.3 mil, which is the figure the Steelers offered Le'Veon Bell. For the first time, I could see Le'Veon Bell's right to be pissed. What, they're, they're, they're paying a guard the same thing the Steelers are offering me? And you know his peeps are whispering at Lev's ear, Hey, Lev! You see they're paying that guard? 
13.3 mil. He a white boy too, Lev. They're paying him 13.3 mil. Same as the Stillers offered you. 412-333-9939. That's 412-333-WXDX. We got Stan at 430. We got Mike Pursuta at 515. Don't forget the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate is tomorrow night at Tequila Cowboy on the North Shore. You can get VIP tickets by going to the X website, WXDX.com. And I'm looking forward to it, although there, there may be a problem that could, that could uh, cause controversy. This is the first time it's hit Tequila Cowboy, and they're not sure what the setup's going to be. We had couches and easy chairs down at Diesel. If I get there and I have to sit on something uncomfortable or that might collapse under my big fat ass, I'll be out of it like grain through a goose. It's one thing for Todd Haley to fall down and break a hit at Tequila Cowboy. It's just not what I want to have happen to me. But if they do what's necessary and get comfortable seating, because let's be honest, let's look at the list of people there tomorrow night. Stan, the godfather, I get it. Tim Bentz, versatile performer, very well spoken, I get it. Crowley, up and coming on talent, I get it. Pursuit of DVE Morning Show. Hey, what's more popular? I am the straw that stirs the drink. I have won the Great Pittsburgh Sports Debate every year so far. I believe that dates back 30 or 40 years by now. At least it seems like that. So I need a comfortable place to sit. Capiche? Up next, we are going to talk about a silly rule in the Pirates minor league system and the even sillier reporting thereof. 105.9X. And now the super genius, Mark Madden. Hey, Mark, big fan. Get a bunch of dorks, dinks, and twits. Is this Mark Madden? My mouth is watering just talking about it. The X at 105.9. The Pirate Minor Leaguers are not allowed to have facial hair. That's on the front page of the Post-Gazette Sports section. At the very top of the front page, as a matter of fact. No beards for the Bucko Minor Leaguers. Journalism is not dead. That is big-time reporting at its finest. The Post-Gazette also had an NCAA bracket printed for the women's tournament. Because they have to. Because God forbid they don't. But does anybody honestly fill out a bracket pool for the women's tournament? Does anybody even know of a women's bracket pool? Because if there is one, take UConn. No Quarter brought to you by 84 Lumber. Helping you build the right way since 1956. Uh... Here's those Danny Amendola numbers. He signed a two-year deal with the Dolphins. Total of $12 million, 8.25 million of that guaranteed. By contrast, he made a total of $9 million in his last four years with the Patriots. So he gave them one frig of a hometown discount. And some people loud Brady for, you know, giving a hometown discount to help the Patriots with cap space. But that's easy for him to do when his wife, the supermodel, makes literally four or five times what he does. 
and in a way, when he gives that hometown discount, it's detrimental to his teammates because it makes expected for them to do so. Amendola taking that little money over four years. What a dummy. What what his agent told him. Agents get paid a percentage, you know. That's not a contract an agent would be happy with. If you're going to make that little money as an athlete, you might as well negotiate it yourself. Speaking of money, John Clayton, our guest yesterday, he reports that five wide receivers from the draft class of 2014 are now making between 14.5 mil and 16.5 mil per year. Yikes. But it's a passing league. The receivers are much more important than the running backs, and Lev Bell and his Stooge fanboys just don't seem to want to get that reality, and it is reality, through their heads. Uh, I got a couple tweets. I I mentioned that uh, Martellus Bennett came off as a a little bit stupid when he talked about how fans dehumanize athletes when they get cut, not realizing they have families and problems too. Well, we do realize, Martellus, that you have families and problems, especially when your brother lies about police brutality. That would be a problem in my family, a high-profile porky pie like that. But uh, you made $33 million so far in your career. And uh, Jared tweets, NFL players make huge amounts of money in a short period. Most people make a little over a lifetime. Uh, okay. Jared. Martellus Bennett's made 33 mil so far. Let's say Uncle Sam took over half of that. Let's say Uncle Sam took 18 mil, at least 15 mil. Let's say his agent took 1.5 million of that, 10%. That leaves him 13.5 million to spend. Okay. I won't spend $13.5 million in my lifetime. I won't come close, and I get paid pretty good. So F these guys when they complain about being dehumanized. F them. Another treat from Wes. How come the numbers only matter when you're making a point and your listeners are stats geeks when they do it? Well, Wes, because it's my show. When you and the listeners get a show, then you can make the numbers mean whatever you want. And in terms of the guy who called a bit ago and wanted to just zoom right past who's won the most majors in golf and break it down to a point where Tiger would be the best golfer. Well, if he would have played all the minor events, hit a one 50 more, 100 more, 150 more, hit a one every single one. Tiger himself said it's all about the majors. I could dig that quote up and give you the exactitudes, the precise wording, but Tiger said it's all about the majors. Well, now here we are. He's 42, and he's four majors behind Jack. A tweet from Mark, if it's only about numbers and that makes Jack better than Tiger, why do you think Lemieux is better than Gretzky? Well, because I do, and it's my show. And I saw them both play. I saw Jack and Tiger both play, too. I think Jack's better vis-a-vis the eye test and not just how many majors he won compared to Tiger. But again, that all ties into me having a show and you not. And I've also said frequently on this program, 
that my top three hockey players ever are in order, Lemieux, Bobby, Orr, and Gretzky. But if you rate those three in any order, I can't say you're wrong. So that certainly gives credibility to Gretzky being as good as Mario, if not better, as do all his goals and assists and points in Stanley Cups. Four one two three 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 ninety nine thirty nine. Let's go to Jilly in Wellsville. Jilly, you're on the Mark Mad Show. Hey, what's going on, Mark? What up? Hey, I was wondering yesterday. You said that it's not a running back league anymore, but you said that the Browns should take Barkley. Right, because he'll revolutionize the league. He will become the best running back in the NFL within six or eight games. He With is the, the quickest fix the Browns can get. Absolutely, the Browns have a great offensive line, and that's even if Joe Thomas decides to retire after being injured. You obviously didn't do any research before making this call, did you? No, but what I'm saying is the Browns are the mockery of the league. Yeah, yeah, but see, again, you're not listening to what I said or paying attention to facts. They have a great offensive line. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, you're right. They stink. The Browns stink. Anything they do stinks. They stink. They're a joke. You're right. They're a joke. You happy? Yeah. That's what we need. In fact, if you were here right now, Jilly... I would resign my job and let you finish the show because what we need is precise. What we need is someone who cannot stutter. What we need is precise analysis like that. You're great. Sounds like a deal. No, you're fired. Let's go to Jared on the road. Jared, you're on with Double M. Hey, super genius. How you doing? Great. Hey, you know these athletes and everything. I understand they want to make their money and everything. But they got to realize that getting cut is kind of part of the job. And when they want to cry about it, well, you kind of know that getting into it. Well, I don't know that Martellus better cried about it. But, but you know, people do get on Twitter and, you know, get on message boards and get on talk shows like this one and make fun of athletes who lose their jobs. There's no question that happens. And maybe it's a little low rent. But if I had made $33 million on my career, like Martellus exactly. Bennett has the date, Anybody could say anything they wanted. Yeah, yeah, and I get that. But it's just the whole fact of, you know, there's a lot of people that lose their jobs. But he still has a job. He just got cut. He has to find another company. That's basically what it boils down to. It's not like he has And you know, no and you know what? If he, if he never plays again, he's already made $33 million. In just 30 seconds, I like this topic. I want to talk about the case for Evgeny Malkin as MVP. There's been a bunch of stuff in the paper about that. And I think why he could win is rather obvious. I'm going to tell you why he might not. I'm Mark Madden, 105.9.